eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Lawrence goes down. Ball came out, and Lawrence is grabbing at his leg. And he is in serious pain. Fumble was recovered by Anton Harrison, and Lawrence can't get off the field. I don't I don't I still didn't get a good look at what happened. That was the Biggest moment from what was actually a thrilling Monday night football game to wrap up week 13 of the 2023 season. And it may end up being one of the biggest moments of the second half of this bizarre, surreal, outrageous, hellacious at times, entertaining and utterly ridiculous 2023 NFL season. As we kick things off here Tuesday morning, December 5th, 2023 on Breaking Boston with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. Week 13 is in the books. The Jacksonville Jaguars, a 10-point favorite at home on Monday Night Football, end up losing the game 31-28 in overtime to the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I say upstart because they had previously packed in their season because their all-world quarterback, Joe Burrow, went down a few weeks ago with a tendon injury in his right throwing thumb in his right throwing thumb he is out for the season as well in comes super smart accomplished journeyman backup Jake Browning accomplished in the collegiate ranks but no professional stats to write home about whatsoever puts on an absolute show Joe Burrow would have been lucky to have played like Jake Browning did throwing at an over 75% completion clip Monday night a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 354 passing yards, and a win as well, which shocked the gambling world, shocked all the Jaguars fans, shocked everyone. But nothing should come across as shocking this particular season, Andy Hart. And now what the NFL gets, exactly what it probably needs. And by saying that, I mean sarcasm galore. 
Trevor Lawrence now uh, reports are that he's got a sprained ankle. Could be a pretty badly sprained ankle. He could probably miss several weeks. So now this week, C.J. Beathard, who came into the game last night, kind of got dinged up himself as well, will be starting. He will become, I believe, the 53rd starting quarterback in this 2023 season. And all of this on a night where people lost bets and people lost fantasy games like myself, because on the opening catch of the game, Christian Kirk twisted his privates and was <laughs> sent out for the remainder of the game with an injured groin. I mean, even the script writers that we think fictionally exist can't write this stuff, dude. I'm not sure about, I'm not an expert on the Chinese calendar, but this certainly feels like the year of the backup QB because college football, all we're talking about is backup quarterbacks and how they're affecting the college football playoff and who should be in, who should not be in. And now the NFL consecutive primetime games, the end of this one and Thursday night football are going to be backup football, JV football, whatever you want to call it. Um, some more entertaining than others in their backup roles, as you noted, as we get to 50 plus quarterbacks starting, um, it's still football. We love football. We watch football last night's game. Unlike Patriots games, whether those included backups or starters last night's game was far more entertaining. There was some entertainment value to it. Some mm -hmm. guys, they, they take the opportunity and they rise to the occasion. We'll see what happens to Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi on Thursday night with one of the lowest over-under totals in 20 years being set by the casinos. Um, they're not wrong, by the way. I actually think they're a little high on their number, in my opinion. I mean, there's, a, there's a chance we could see, like, it'll be fun to find out, and we'll suss this out on Six Rings and Football Things, which, of course, is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. We're going to have to find out. Maybe someone at FanDuel can tell us if this is the most bet under in NFL history because I can't understand why anybody would possibly bang the over in this one. Well, you're going to know because it's going to dip into the 20s, I believe. I think as the money comes in and everybody's banging on the under, it's going to drop. It's between 30 and a half and 31 and a half, depending on your casino of choice. I think you're going to end up in the 20s when people start hammering those unders for Trubisky, Zappi, one. I believe mm -hmm. that's what the posters call it. Trubisky, Zappy one, maybe it's Zappy Trubisky one. I'm not sure. Um, I call sure it they, hell. Hell. It's pretty sure they won't, just... won't rematch in the playoffs. So Pro probably um, not. But the, the, the rest of the NFL, certainly backup quarterbacks are a story of this year, but also good all around football teams because Eagles 49ers. Um, interestingly, by the way, one of the quarterbacks who's still playing, although he missed a little time on Sunday is the guy with the name Hertz is still playing. He's still healthy enough to take the field for his Eagles. Mm. Um, he's a warrior. Starting... I got to say, yeah, he's it helps when you can, when you can squat 600 pounds and you got muscle like his, like his frame can absorb, like had to visit Absolutely. the blue tent. Cause he got a little dinged up. He's already playing with, um, I don't know what, what some nagging leg injury, something in his upper body hurts too. Nobody's just, healthy I mean, he... this time of year. Yeah. That's it. We're all playing hard, bro. Like yeah, that injury rate. Yeah, I, I, I get it as well. And like, you know, Brock, per but in the, on the flip side of things, San Francisco returned to form and now looks like a clear Super Bowl front runner. That yep. team, when healthy, is an absolute freaking juggernaut in a wagon. Uh, Brock Purdy back to MVP-esque form. You see what happens. He got dinged. He had a concussion earlier this year. It severely affected his gameplay. Um, that was a that was a beatdown. I know we were on the air doing the Six Rings postgame show, yep. but that was a legitimate beatdown of the supposed best team in the NFL, which was pretty impressive, if you ask me. But we are, I mean, we're starting to get a, a clearer definition of the haves and the have-nots, the upper-tier playoff, because there is not seven contenders in each conference. We, I think we're learning that clearly, or at least 
expected in the NFC. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. No, well, all right. So uh, this is crazy. So like, uh, before we jump back to the NFC, let's take a quick look at the AFC playoff picture now. If uh, NFL.com's pop-up ads would stop freaking everything up. All right. So now the Jaguars had a chance, Andy, to take over the number one slot with a win Monday night. They were not. They gagged, or rather, they dropped the ball, or their quarterback got they hurt. They jagged. In moments. <laughs> and the Jag wagon took a little bit of a hitch. Uh, so the Dolphins are now the number one seed at nine and three, uh, with a smite, slight percentage, you know, gain over the Ravens, who are the two seed. Chiefs, who stumble in Green Bay, eight and four. We'll get to that game in a second. Jags now fall to the four seed. They are the first in the AFC South, nipping at their heels now. The Colts at seven and five followed by the Steelers and the Browns, three, seven and five teams in the rear view of the postseason. You've got the Texans, the Broncos, the Bills, and now the Bengals kind of got back into it at six and six. And I'll tell you, if they play like they did Monday night, they may have a chance just like the Buffalo Williams and all these other, and it's Houston Texans and the Broncos who stumbled against the Texans this week. Like the AFC is a mess. 11, 12 teams still in it with five weeks to go. Yeah. Except only two or three of them really matter. I mean, we saw two teams last night that don't have a shot in hell of winning the Super Bowl. I don't care what the Jags record is. I don't care that they could have been Super Bowl. Team. No, Jags have no chance to win the Super Bowl. They're not a true contender. Um, the true contenders in the AFC are obviously the Dolphins. You're the one seed and you can score 70 mm -hmm. points. You can shoot out anybody you want. Although, you know, what would scare me about the Dolphins. Anybody that watched the Manning cast with the first guest being Tua Tagovailoa or however the hell you say it. Dude can't speak. Don't tell me that guy hasn't had his bell rung too many times. He is, every word is that, 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 like it slap him in the side of the head. He's skipping. Let's get him back on the uh, knee. Yeah, but then, bit. yeah, but then, Andy, he goes on to play Tears in Heaven and Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peyton Manning does like a play by play sing along. Uh, it was like one of the, again, the Manning cast is having a, a, a broadcast season full of surreal moments. Arnold Schwarzenegger feeding a donkey. Uh, now Tua Tungavailoa playing Tears in Heaven as Peyton Manning does a play-by-play sing-along. Like their their season is just as surreal as as the rest of the NFL season. And it's a good broadcast. I enjoy it. But Tua um, reminds me as I watch the evolution of Wes Welker and Julian Edelman over the years. Yeah. Don't tell me headshots don't alter. It's like people that smoke a lot of pot and tell me no, there's no side effects. <laughs> I've known a lot of people that smoke a lot of pot, and it changes the way you talk and, and think. Eventually, and it catches up to you. Yeah, funny Absolutely. thing about that. So just like sacks and hitting your head on the turf eventually catch up to you. But I do think the Dolphins are a true contender. Yep. Ravens, I do so think obviously. the Ravens are a true mm -hmm. contender, although I'd feel more about more positive about that if Mark Andrews were still a part of their mix. And I know he um, there's still hope that late in the playoffs, maybe he could be available if they made a, a Super bad Bowl ankle, bad. Yeah, we, I don't, I, on a I different day, it. we can. Not, we can talk about hip drop tackles and ankle injuries on a different. We've got a whole offseason to address well, that. All you softies yeah. like Shime want to get I, rid of it. I'm just saying, well, listen, it's just we're just going to put David it in there. Ezekiel Elliott and Jabril Peppers. It's football. Either you're OK with football or you're not. If you want to put flags on them, put flags I, on them. Like on. I said, with the, today is not the hip drop referendum. We've got a lot of football to get to in a little time. And I would say the Chiefs. So you have basically three contenders in a muddy. Bills are up. always a wild card. If they catch fire and they play, but their schedule is so their schedule is so brutal that they may not be able to win enough games to enter the postseason dance. True, that's if you don't the issue. make the postseason, you cannot be a Super Bowl contender. That's it's the damnedest of rules. Strangest like, way that that works. Like FSU now, is no longer uh, a, a college football championship contender because they're not actually in the playoffs, and you can't win. right. 
championship without making yeah. the playoffs. Funny thing about winning your conference uh, and when you're a power you're not five doing team, that either. You're not nope. losing a game. Nope. Hip drop tackles page. Now I'll flip it over to the NFC and I would give you, th- I'll give you three Super Bowl contenders as well. But one of them is a wild card. The Eagles still a Super Bowl contender. They there's still something kind of wrong about that. There's st- something that's not quite clicking. They're ten and two. They did just sign. Uh, they signed Shaq Leonard uh, to. I'm, I still have no idea why he and the Colts decided to part ways, but whatever the case, they pick up a former All Pro linebacker two thirds of the way through the season. That could help their defense, especially in coverage, which has been an issue for the Eagles. Obviously, the Niners at nine and three, and then the other team. Uh, I would say is a potential Super Bowl contender, Andy. Agree or disagree? The Cowboys over the Lions. Oh, absolutely agree. Okay. Now they still have to prove to me they're not going to fall on their face because they're Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those two teams wouldn't stun me if they were Super Bowl contenders, but they have to prove to me they're Super Bowl contenders. Like that's kind of how I feel about them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't trust them. I wouldn't pick them. I think we are on target for a recap of last year's review of last year's uh, NFC title game. Hopefully this year it's quarterback versus quarterback and we see a full team fight for both teams and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah. my point. Like I think in the NFC, there's only true two true contenders out of seven playoff teams and the AFC, you might go three deep. So five of your 14 teams are contenders. Remember that status that Robert Kraft said he wanted his team to be annually uh, spoiler alert. You're not, but um to be a contender, you can't yeah, be the team that faced the Bills in the playoffs a couple of years ago. You made the playoffs. You weren't a contender. You were a pretender. No, and no. I think there's a lot of championship pretenders that are going to be in the postseason in both conferences. And that's fine. You know, like, that's the way it works. The haves, the have-nots, whatever. You make, Sometimes you make it, the tournament. Yep. You can sneak whatever. Sure. But I just think we're starting to see late in the year, as you're supposed to, right? Tom Brady always mm-hmm. told us this is real football time. This is where the differentiation kind of happens, and it's happening. Which is exactly why I want to end. Uh, I want to end on this one. Um, they have now beaten in consecutive weeks uh, playoff teams that are that are contenders that are in the top of their conference or at least that are division leaders at this point with five weeks to go. In subsequent weeks, the Green Bay Packers defeated on Thanksgiving Day the Detroit Lions in Detroit, and then they ousted the Chiefs. Now I know there are a lot of weird and blown and missed calls both ways. I believe. And don't anybody come to me with this nonsense about, oh, what about the P.I., the D.P.I. on the Hail Mary play? Just go back and watch the final play of Super Bowl 52, and then you can shine that up real good and shove it where the sun don't shine. But bad calls at the end of the game, both ways withstanding. The Packers are playing pretty damn good football right now. Now, I know they dug themselves a hole. They're 6-6, and but the offense looks tremendous. Defense is being opportunistic. They have a favorable schedule. They are not going to win the NFC North. I think that is fate complete for the Lions. But would that be the kind of wild card team that if we have that one team that catches fire, some of the other teams may say like, oh, S word. I don't know if I want to play the Packers. They're kicking ass on the way into the playoffs. Yeah. If Christian Watson can stay healthy. Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah. I know he had that hamstring thing in the game the other night that bothered him. And he's had a history of that. But yep. they don't know that they're not supposed to be a contender. That's what I like about them. They're a young team that's finding their way that I think on any given day could embarrass you or embarrass themselves. Like I think they could mm-hmm. show up and not show up or they could show up and show you up and advance to the next round in a wild card game. I, I like the Packers. I kind of like what they're putting together there. I know Andrew Brandt, their former president, calls them like 
the best U23 team on the planet or something because of their youth and the way they're kind of coming together. Um, and they're young receivers. You want to look at young receivers. I, dude. I don't know who's going to be the stud eventually. Like, it looks like Watson's the touchdown scorer. Then they have played, like, but they have yep. a young cast. Jaden Reed, yeah. I like Jordan Love. I really think he has a chance to be a Same. Good. Thank and, you. And all the I, numbers, the numbers that are identical or were identical through 12 games for Aaron Rodgers and him is just kind of creepy. Yeah, strange. I don't even know. I don't know if it's cool or not cool because it's like the universe telling you, yeah. Uh, I'm pulling strings up here and you better watch your ass because I'm always watching you kind of thing. Again, you can't script this stuff, even though we believe that this is scripted. And I'll just sort of tie this to the Patriots and we'll put a bow in this puppy. Uh, you just mentioned the Packers receivers. They have five. So they have five wide receivers on the active 53 men roster. Three of them are rookies. Two of them are second year players. And any one of them would likely step onto the field and be the best receiver for the New England Patriots. That should tell you a st not to mention Two tight ends, Kraft and then Luke uh, Hart, um, Musgrave, who's on IR right now, but still flashed a couple of times this season, who would be a project and who would be a stud on the Pats. Is like any Patriots fan would kill to have them. So please don't tell me that the drafting doesn't matter that much. The future is very bright for Green Bay. And as we know, and we'll touch on later on Six Rings and Football Things, the Patriots, they got a lot of work to do. All right, that'll do for the Week 13 NFL recap here on Breaking Boston. Thanks for giving us a listen. Rate, review, subscribe, and share if you get a chance. And of course, if you are into shame porn or at least hitting your head against the side of the wall, please stay tuned and listen later on today to Six Rings and Football Things. We'll have plenty of morbid curiosity, including grading this week's game, Pat's Paris, and start turning things towards the Steelers game on Thursday night. Oh, what a matchup it's going to be. It's going to be so NFL 2023. It's ridiculous. For Coop, for Hart, for Fitzy, that's Breaking Boston. What a season this has been.